Welcome to the Tossing Clubs Podcast. Next on the tee, your hosts, Frank Jang, Zach Moses, and Aaron Tan. Yo, what's up everyone? Welcome to another episode of Tossing Clubs. I'm joined by Zach and Aaron. Guys, how have you been? Doing well. How's everyone doing? Doing good, doing good. You guys uh, catch the Players' Championship this, uh, I guess, this past week. It went from Thursday to Monday because of the weather. I did. What a wild tournament. Just super wacky all around. Crazy weather. Weird leaderboard, crazy shots, bad ones, good ones, tons of balls in the water. It was pretty entertaining to watch as a fan as the pros were out there struggling in the 30, 40 mile per hour winds and just hitting shots that you would see from us on any, you know, any weekend golf trip. Uh, So yeah, very entertaining weekend for sure. Yeah, I like that 17th hole, man, it's it's just it's amazing every time it's only 125 yards or whatever and it's just like it gives pros so much trouble it's so fun to watch being down the stretch kind of what we predicted and congrats to cam smith for pulling it out in the end absolutely the 17th hole there was so much entertainment do you guys have a favorite moment for that hole for me it was specifically brooks kepka he hit it and the wind was so big you could see his luscious blonde hair blowing and he lost his ball up to because of the wind and just gusted up fell short and he just laughed at it because there was literally nothing you could have done about it yeah, i feel like brooks gets owned by that hole yeah brooks i think brooks is and i don't have the numbers in front of me but he's well over par on his like history at hole 17 at sawgrass it's pretty crazy uh, but i think one of my favorite moments was justin thomas was in that unlucky group that had the late tea times Thursday, early tea times Friday. He was dealing with all the weather. But on 17, Justin uh, Thomas hit six iron into this, you know, 130-yard hole and just flighted it below the wind. Beautiful shot, like one, two stop, spun back a tad. And it was just like a remarkable shot. Incredible that he can hit so many different types of shots with his clubs in those conditions. Yeah, I think my favorite moment was round four on monday down the stretch second to last group cam smith has the lead and he just just lands it there's like the pin is like 10 feet from the water on the right side of the green and he lands it somehow in that space between the pin and the water pin high such an aggressive line he said he pushed it a little bit but still like what an aggressive shot and to pull it off when it matters the most like that that was really exciting absolutely and let's give credit to the guy who finished second Anirban Lahiri and I apologize if I mispronounce his name but he was my guy that I just wanted him to win because for him this would have been life-changing for his whole career Cameron Smith obviously a great golfer in his own right and he's very well established Paul Casey, who finished third, very well established as well. But Anir Bon Lairi just came sort of out of nowhere. And on hole 17, he also stuck it pretty close and made a nice little birdie. So 
overall, I thought the Players' Championship was lived up to its name, even though a lot of the big names, like you said, Zach, didn't make the cut. It was still very entertaining, especially at the end on the 18th hole where Cameron Smith, he had to punch it out into the fairway, but he misjudged it and just rolled into the water just to add a little bit of drama to the finish. Didn't matter because he flipped a wedge maybe, what, three, four feet to the pin and salvaged that hole and he won by one. So overall, very wild, very fun, and I think it definitely lives up to being the fifth major. Yeah, awesome victory for him. Um, he's up to number six in the world right now, having two wins this year already. It's He's playing incredibly well. There's, there's He's definitely got something going with that mustache and that mullet. Yeah, I was going to say, Cam Smith is like his own vibe. Like, I don't know how to describe it, but watching him, just the fact that he was so aggressive on 17, he was aggressive on 18, hits it into the water, but then it's fine. He just recovers and makes bogey. And the whole time, like, he just looks like he's just chilling. Yeah. You know how some golfers, you can really tell what they're thinking? For example, Jordan Speed or Billy Horschel, who just talks a lot. Cameron Smith, he just looks the same. Whether it's a birdie or a bogey, which he had a you know a lot of both on Monday, you really couldn't tell. Should we go into our DraftKings results then? Uh, so this week, Aaron won. Uh, Aaron, who who is your MVP? My, this I week? think uh, I relied on Max Homa and Daniel Berger. Not not quite at the top, but they both came through with a lot of points for me, and with how just crazy this field ended up being like that was enough for me to pull out a victory yeah and i guess i do want to just touch on the whole daniel burger controversy uh did you guys have a chance to check out what happened and zach basically or for everyone who didn't see it basically daniel burger he hit a shot on the 16th hole it went to the water he said it crossed I, i don't know maybe 50 50 yards from the hole, but Victor Hovland and Joel Damon, his playing partners, said, said no. Now, it's back there, probably about 120 yards. I'm not really sure, but way farther back. Zach, as someone who actually played organized golf, like what typically happens there? I mean, it's such a difficult situation because everybody's standing in a different spot when that shot is taking place, and so everyone sees it cross the water from their own vantage point. It could look very different for Daniel could look very different for Joel and uh, Victor, who are also in the group with him. And yeah, it, it's tough. I mean, I feel like you don't really know because <laughs> the ball is, you know, 200 yards away and it's just like hard to make that decision. And what was kind of interesting to me is the rules official came over and he was kind of like, uh, I don't really know either. I'm just going to put it into you guys, your hand to just figure this out and talk it through. And I think it was it's hard to blame anyone in this, this circumstance. And I, I know uh, Daniel Berger kind of just said like, hey, if you two guys are saying it's back here, I'm just going to do that. Let's, let's just kind of move on. And yeah, it, it's tough. Um, I don't know if there's like a really a right or a wrong way. Uh, I mean, no rules were breaking, broken, but it was definitely strange. Yeah, my my reaction was just like, I wonder how often that situation happens because I feel like on a golf course with a bunch of water you're gonna have a lot of people dropping and how like how often do your playing partners you know really 
they're really vocal and adamant about exactly where the ball crossed like i mean i don't know but they they seemed pretty confident that he was wrong in in his assessment yeah it was just a tough situation because on one hand daniel berger had probably the best angle of seeing where the ball crossed but on the other hand it was joel plus victor so it was sort of like a two versus one type of situation and yeah, it was just a tough situation overall. Um, I think in the end, the compromise was a compromise that was fair for both parties. And uh, yeah, I just hope it doesn't really affect their actual like friendship or relationship moving forward. But in second place of this DraftKings competition was me. Uh, four of my guys, guys actually missed the cut. So shout out to Max Homa and Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed actually did fairly well. And I had some hopes for him to maybe not win but definitely place you know pretty high just to give Zach a little bit you know of a scare of having to buy some PXG clubs but in the end I'll take a, a number two spot for this week and pulling up the rear is Zach what do you have to say for your team yeah five guys missed the cut a lot of them were in that unlucky second half of tea times on Thursday that got hit by the weather Jordan Spieth, Colin, Brooks all missed the cut. Alex Noren was holding my team together a little bit, played pretty well. But yeah, just, I mean, disappointing week for sure. Um, on to the next one. Yeah. And the next one will be the Valspar Championship, part of the Florida Swing at Copperhead Course at Innisbrook Resort. Guys, what can you tell us about the Valspar Championship? Yeah, I mean, it, kind of, it feels like not a huge moment in the PGA like tour schedule because it's following such a massive tournament in the players championship with so much drama it are it, you know went into Monday and you know a couple of days from now we're going to be starting this Valspar championship and it's kind of just like snuck up on us but I mean it's a beautiful course over there in Florida got that nice Bermuda grass I heard it's a, a ball strikers course like there's a lot of trees a lot of pine trees that line the fairways and so it definitely favors those that can you know, hit fairways, hit greens, good with your irons, might not benefit those long bombers that might be a little bit wild off the tee. Um, personally, I'm looking forward to, they have this one kind of famous hole over there called the Moccasin, and it's this par 4 16th, pretty long hole, lots of water on the right side, um, and it's one of the, a tough finishing hole at that course that I'm excited to see the, uh, the pros take on. Absolutely. So sh- let's get into our DraftKings lineups. Uh, who wants to kick it off? Aaron, how about you? Yeah, I'll go ahead. So I'm starting my team off with Victor Hovland. Uh, it looks like he is just striking the ball so well. Um, and this is a ball strikers course, as Zach said. So let's get it, Victor. And then I'm going down to Matt Fitzpatrick. He's been every week he plays, I pick him. I don't know. It's something about... I mean, I feel like he's playing pretty well. Um, he he hasn't like really come through with uh, you know a ton of points for me, but he's been solid for me. Um, and then I went down to Webb Simpson, who I feel like his game would kind of fit this this course. You know, I, I guess rounding off my team where I have a little bit less knowledge, I'm going Adam Hadwin, Patton Kazire, who I've picked before, did well for me, and. Martin Keimer because he was in this six thousand dollar range and I needed someone there. So 
going with him. We have some similarities in our picks, and I feel like we've all approached this kind of in a similar manner where, you know, we're looking for the guys that have played well recently, the guys that are good with their irons, hit a lot of fairways. You want to bring that momentum from the Players' Championship into this round. And so I also have Hovland up there, first pick. He's just been just one of the best players in the game over the last, like, month. And I feel like he's, you know, he's ripe for a victory. Uh, rest of my guys, just really good from, from Tita Green, strong ball strikers. Alex Noren, Russell Knox, Adam Hadwin, uh, Patton Kizar, and then I rounded it out with uh, PJ Tour rookie Sahith uh, because I'm a huge, huge fan, and I want to see him back in you know, you know, competitive sun- competitive Sunday for him is what I'm hoping for. Well, guys, let's make that three for three. I also have Hovland as the I guess main event of my team. I mean, what can I say? He got a hole in one, right, at the players. Pretty sick. Over 200 yards. He was part of that controversy. Pretty sick. He was... He was... I thought he had a chance to win it, actually, for a while. But he finished uh, at minus seven. I think just overall, his ball striking, he's, he's even a good putter. His wedge game is solid. It's just where he struggles is chipping and bunker shots. But, you know, I don't think that's as much of a handicap to him as some people think. So I got him uh, at the top of my list. On my, at my number two spot, I got Dustin Johnson, who shot minus nine on Monday. So a lot of people have been wondering where Dustin Johnson has been. The former number one player of the world, which, you know, former Masters champion, really just... I mean, what's what's up with him? Does Paulina like is is he being distracted right now? Uh, but I think he's going to be back into form. He is someone that I just really like to follow. Uh, he being, I think he's six five. He's just got a really unique swing too. Um, so he's in my number two spot. Guys, do you know who finished number three at the Players Championship? Or oh, number four? Sorry, number three is Paul Casey. I was going to say Paul Casey, but I, I forget who finished fourth. Mm, Keegan. Mm, was Kiz- it Keegan Bradley? Was he fourth? Oh, yeah. Keegan was up there. <laughs> it's, it wasn't Keegan. It was. Or, yeah, Keegan finished fifth. So Paul Casey finished third. Keegan finished fifth. Number four was Kevin Kisner, one of the four play guys. Kevin Kisner, baby. I love Kevin Kisner. Same. Ain't no hobby. <laughs> Ain't no hobby. And they pay a lot of people to finish 20th. So love his personality. Uh, played well at the players. So I'm going to keep him in my lineup. And rounding out are Carlos Ortiz, Sam Ryder, and Troy Merritt. So overall, uh, it sounds like we all have Hovland highlighting our teams, but we also have a lot of different picks as well. So looking forward to see how this week progresses. I feel like Kisner is going to be hungover from all the money that he made at the Players Championship, and he's going to go hang out with the Four Play Pod boys and just like drink all week. And I, let's see if he makes the cut. I don't know. Oh, I, I mean, if there, <laughs> I should have taken that into account in my model. So, oh man, <laughs> I need to <laughs> adjust my algorithm a little bit. <laughs> all right, so guys, what has you know what kind of 
content that we've been producing has been a hit with our TikTok audience. Um, it's been the golf equipment stuff, right? A lot of people have a lot of strong opinions about their equipment and you know, we want to keep this positive, so good vibes. And so we want to respond to a couple of them, a few of them. So the first one that I want to respond to is there was a TikTok talking about if money was no object, what would be in our perfect bag? And a lot of people chimed in with their bags, but the most popular one in the comment section was by Golf the Goat, great username. And he said, Taylor Made Woods. Mizuno irons, Vokey wedges, and a Scotty Cameron putter. Guys, how do we feel about this? That seems pretty, yeah, that's like the favorite in every category. I love the tailor-made woods, obviously. Mizuno irons, they're, they're really good. I've played Mizuno irons for 10 years. I, I feel personally like I'm, as the TikTok comments keep reminding me, I may not be good enough to play Mizuno blades, so I like the help of my tailor-made irons, but Mizuno irons, there's nothing like peering a Mizuno iron, that feel, the workability. Vokey wedges, yeah, okay, pick the favorite, fine. And then Scotty Cameron, yeah, I guess if I didn't have an Odyssey, I'd have a Scotty. Yeah, I think what's interesting about this group is, and I mean, I love the picks, like I own Taylor made woods i own uh vokey or wedges and and then scotty cameron so i'm a big fan of those clubs but three out of four of those a, a huge part of it is like the marketing done by those companies like taylor made is huge on woods they do a ton of marketing there titleist you know with their their, their vokey wedges and the scotty cameron putters like those have become known as like the it clubs in those categories and Titleist just like keeps going after it nonstop. And th so people love them. I think Mizuno on the other hand, that's kind of like your, if you're like a golfer's golfer and you're like a, you know, a strong player, like you play Mizuno is cause it's like kind of like that insider. Like I know what irons are actually really strong and good and like feel really great. And I'm not just going to go out there and buy, you know, what's on TV, but I'm going to buy what, you know, those Mizuno blades, those buttery blades that you can just shape the ball like no other. Um, so I really like that Mizuno got such a good like reaction on TikTok, and that there's so many fans out there. Frank, I know you're huge on Mizuno. Um, and it's not like, it's not one of the big three golf brands, right? It's, it's not TaylorMade, it's not Callaway, it's not Titleist. And so it was cool to see Mizuno get so much attention for their irons. I just want to say on the golf TikTok where I talk about Mizuno irons, people kept reminding me that, hey, they're known for their golf clubs. Yeah, dude, this is a golf segment. Like, I'm not going to touch on baseball gloves during this golf segment. So, you know, context clues. But yeah, I see where they're coming from. I would say this this bag, it's a pretty nice bag because the woods, it's just like you guys said, it's like the marketing. And TaylorMade, Aaron, as the unofficial TCP brand ambassador for TaylorMade, I think you'd be very proud of, you know, the medals in, uh, in this bag. Me, as the unofficial brand ambassador of Mizuno, I think like their irons, I mean, down the line, their whole lineup of irons are just so... Even like their game improvement irons have been rated so highly for feel relative to um, the other game improvement irons, which can be a little bit uh, large, chunky, and uh, you know it's just not you don't really feel it in your hands. 
I think Voki, everyone wants a Voki. Uh, geez, I mean, they're, they're just so nice, right? Uh, and then the Sky Putter, I think, I feel like the Sky Cameron Putter is sort of just a symbol. To be honest, a putter's a putter. Air is white hot, pure as can be, right? I mean, I feel like I could pro probably putt fine with a Kirkland putter too, but it's sort of just like that confidence that it gives you. I, I would give this, you know, definitely a 10 out of 10. The next bag is by 2121JP, and he said, Cobra Woods, Mizuno Irons, boom, again, Cleveland Wedges, and a Scotty Putter. How, how are you guys reacting to this? Man, can, is there anyone out there that doesn't play a Scotty Putter? Like, come on. I mean, we're talking about putter that you'd most want to use, like if you had the money, right? And like, these are incredibly expensive. So I think that's one aspect of it is like, there are a lot of golfers out there that, you know, you can't afford a Scotty Cameron. Like, that's totally fair. And so it is a dream putter. It, like, I was at the golf store last week and it's locked up. Like, you can't use it on the practice putting green, you know? And so it's um and maybe that's based off of where i'm living and people have been stealing scotty cameron putters or something but uh it's definitely like in a different league and you know tiger woods really made this putter like if if a different company had got to him earlier and locked him in like if he was playing a callaway putter for his entire career we'd be talking about a callaway putter right now to be honest like that newport too that tiger played early on and you know throughout all his major wins like that's why it's such a big deal um, that's why everyone calls it out. Everyone wants to be Tiger Woods. I want to be Tiger Woods. <laughs> fair point. Fair point. Fair point. Very fair. Very fair. Very fair. Uh, I will say regarding twenty one twenty one JP's bag, Cobra Woods. Very interesting pick. Really haven't hit Cobras too much. I do know though that their driver. Um, I think the color scheme just wasn't for me. It's a little bit yellow, a little bit black, but it was very highly rated. Um, and who has, who hits it the farthest, right? It's Bryson DeChambeau. So I'm pretty sure people at Cobra uh, know how to make a driver that goes the distance. What do you guys think about the Cleveland wedges? I'm a huge fan. I actually played Cleveland wedges for like 10 years throughout high school and everything. Uh, they're probably, I mean, I, I rock Vokies now, but if I had a, a second wedge in mind, it would definitely be Cleveland. They just make really solid wedges uh, i mean i don't the technology is great you know cleveland's actually owned by the same parent company of srixon which is pretty interesting it's japanese brand japanese engineers like they have great tech over there they're doing it all right and um those wedges are i like them you should try them they're money they're absolute money can't go wrong with the cleveland's uh, a very common comment that we got was, you know, people are sleeping on the Miuras and why would you not put Miuras in your bag? And I mean, to be honest, if money was no object, yeah, we would definitely consider them. It was just a brand that I never really realistically thought about. So I guess it really wasn't even in my mind when we were going through this, but I do know from I guess just reading about uh, golf clubs that Miuras are very, very, very soft and buttery. And, you know, it's been rumored actually that Tiger Woods actually gained Miuras, uh, but the logo was something else. So I found that interesting. Guys, Miuras, have you, you know, 
what do you know about Miuras? What can you tell me about Miuras? I mean, my question about these Miuras is like, how accessible are they to the average golfer? Like, I know, like from a price tag perspective, like they're very expensive because they're handcrafted and everything. So it's you know thousands of dollars just to get these irons. So like from a price perspective, yeah, it's like a lot more difficult. But also, if you walk into your local golf shop, like you don't see these on the rack. So I'm curious how people like you kind of have to be like within the industry like within the know like go to the right type of people to find these like do you guys have thoughts on that because at least when i was growing up when i first started golf i really hadn't heard of them about them uh, it took a while until i became more ingrained in the golf culture before that name came up so curious if, if you guys have thoughts on that yeah I, the first time i heard of them and and one of the only times early on was uh, when I got my first set of irons or my first, my first new set of irons, I ended up getting Mizuno's, but I got it from like just this little golf shop. It was, you know, a thousand square feet or something. You go inside, it's just stocked full of just equipment. I, I couldn't get fitted. There wasn't really much technology. It was just like, you know, like maybe a club warehouse type of thing. And they had at least one set of mirrors. And so I just talking to the guy about it and learning a little bit about it. Um, it, I think they're around if you look hard enough, but it's definitely like almost like a unicorn where like, yeah, they're not selling them at the, at your standard big stores. I, I don't know exactly the, how the supply chain works and everything of them getting here, but they're not at your local sporting goods store. Definitely not. And just for reference, I mean, a typical golf set of irons probably costs about 1200 1300 bucks now, right? Uh, for maybe, I don't know, eight clubs or something like that. But Miura's probably double that. And like Zach says, because they're handcrafted, the owner actually inspects every single iron that goes off the assembly line. Uh, if you guys have watched Adventures in Golf with Eric Anders Lang, he actually visited the plant where these Miura irons are produced. And it was really interesting because the plant is a very modest plant and you see their assembly process, their production process. They're just, I mean, there's a whole line of people just grinding and, you know, smoothing and milling the faces. And um, it, it's really wild because it's really not automated or it's not as uh advanced as you would ex expect for a brand that possibly supplied tiger woods with his um irons and so speaking of that i'm not sure if you guys heard of the rumor that tiger woods when he was playing under nike or Titleist, that the actual irons were from mura and not from the, those respective companies so they're just throwing like the Nike logo on top of these Miura irons. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's uh, what the internet says at, at least. Um, there's always rumors, right? And so there's really no way to confirm them unless you are in the know. I think it was Golf Digest or um, someone within the golf industry actually asked the owner of Miura if Tiger Woods actually gamed his irons, and he said, "quote unquote." I would prefer not to disclose this information, laughs, because this involves transactions between the companies. I wouldn't mention names. I should say, I don't know those names. Let's leave it at that. 
interpret that as you will, but it seems like there are crumbs, right? Yeah, I love it. Very PR answer right there by the uh, founder. Um, I mean, could explain all those victories from Tiger. Yeah, if anyone out there has access to Mirror Clubs and wants to send us a couple to hit, I mean, I think I speak for all of us. I'd love to take a swing. Mira, guys, um, if that if there's a golf set with Miras in them, and I find I find them used, I might just buy them because it seems like they're unicorns. Uh, moving to our next segment, all right, brand and tech companies, definitely a very popular, uh, I guess, topic on TikTok for us. And so, if you don't know what we do, we talk about the big name golf brands and we compare them or we try to put a tech company that is analogous to them in the tech industry obviously so for example before we mentioned that Titleist was microsoft tailormade was apple and mizuno was sony and so starting off round two then let's jump to srixon srixon uh so zach Tell us about Srixon and who's the tech company. All right, Srixon. Hear me out. Japanese brand. They're owned by a... Their parent company is actually a large rubber tire company in Japan, which is pretty cool. So Srixon does not get as much attention as you could say the big three. The TaylorMade, the Titleist, the Callaway. But they make some really great products. Very high-performing products. So they're a bit underrated. Their flagship golf ball, the Z-Star, has been around for a long time and is played by so many big-name players out there. You think of Brooks Kepka, Hideki Matsuyama, Shane Lowry, Cameron Champ, NB Park on the ladies' side. Srixon makes solid clubs. They make solid balls. They're just not getting the attention that a lot of these other big-name brands are, are getting. Something that's pretty interesting is they are big in the U.S., but they're even bigger overseas in Europe and Asia. And so that made me thought, think of, you know, what big tech company is, has a presence in the U.S., has really strong products, but they're even bigger with market share and bigger with sales overseas? Makes me think of Samsung. Makes me think of their, their smartphone, which does well in the U.S., but over in Asia, it's killing it over there. And that's similar with the Srixon clubs and golf balls, a huge presence over in Asia. I feel like Strixon, very underrated. Brooks Kepka, he doesn't have a contract with any manufacturer for his irons, and he just wants to game them. He actually switched from Mizuno to Strixon, so, uh, I mean, there that says a lot about the brand. Guys, I want to uh, tell you guys uh, something that I did. I actually bought Strixon irons. Oh, shit. What? what? <laughs> Which ones did you get? Yeah, I ordered them from eBay, actually, the ZX5s, and they're brand new, but on eBay, you could get them for a little bit of a discount if you find the right retailer. I got those with the NS Pro Modus, NS Modus Pro uh, shaft, which I was telling you guys about, so I'm super stoked. They're supposed to come in on Friday. Wow. That's awesome, man. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Strixon. Can't wait to hit them. It's, it's going to be nice. It's going to be nice. Uh, the next company that we're going to touch on is Ping. Uh, Ping, I think, is a massively underrated company. They create very forgiving irons, and the history of the company is pretty pretty cool as well, in my opinion. It started off as one man just being very 
unhappy with his putting and he said, all right, I'm not going to fix my stroke. I'm going to fix the putter. And so he designed a putter that was revolutionary, did very well. And Ping, they're known for their putters, but they also have great irons as well. So I think their whole lineup is very, very uh, top quality. Tiger Woods actually used a Ping putter when he was an amateur. And he, even when he had his Sky Cameron, I don't know if you guys look at his grip, but it's a Ping grip. So I found that pretty interesting. I didn't know what it was, but the grip is actually from Ping. And there's a really uh, cool story about him uh, at the 1998 Open Championship at Royal Birkdale. He basically was talking to Marco Mira, and he would ask Mark to hit a putt on occasion with his putter. And Mark had a Ping answer to putter. And Mark O'Meara said, hey, you know, Tiger, he basically, whenever he was using that stick, was making about 90% of his putts. And so Tiger said, you have to give me this putter. But then Mark O'Meara said, no, this is my putter. I need it. I don't hit the ball like you, so I have to putt well. Woods then went on to say, then you have to leave this putter to me in your will. Um, and then, so it's, and then moving forward, Mark said, you know, I'm not going to let you have my putter because I putt with my putter. But if you want, you can putt with my backup putter. And then what happened during the 1998 Open Championship at Brookdale was Marco Mira, he actually won the championship. And Tiger was one stroke behind and he finished in second place. Uh, and after the event, Mark O'Meara famously quipped, that's my backup putter. I finished first. He finished one shot off. That's why it's the backup. And so for me, Ping is a company that's, again, underrated. Um, I thought about a company that started off as someone just seeing a problem and he wanted to fix it. This is, uh, and I see that company as Netflix, actually, because Reed Hastings, the founder of Netflix, he had a huge late fee with his video rental at Best Buy. And he was like, okay, th there has to be a better way. And so he created Netflix both Bay Area companies as well. So very innovative, very underrated. And I think, you know, both quality companies. I think the next company on our list is Cobra. Who wants to take that? Yeah, Cobra. So Cobra is, look, they're not a Goliath in the golf industry. They've obviously been around for a very long time. They make very solid golf products. There's actually been a lot of innovation that they've come up with. Um, despite not being, you know, one of those huge tailor-made titleist Callaway big names, um, you know, they came out with arguably the first utility wood, like that first hybrid back when they launched the Cobra Baffler, which has been a, a long-standing line for them and that's done really well. Also, back in the 90s, they were one of the first companies to release like oversized irons, like game improvement irons. That was pretty innovative when it happened in the early 90s. Uh, Puma then ac acquired Cobra. So Cobra's been around for a long time. They've been doing well. I feel like when you think of Cobra today, you think of some of the uh, brand ambassadors, some of the big faces that are at the front of Cobra. You think of Ricky Fowler and all his orange. You think of Bryson DeChambeau. He's quite a polarizing figure. Some people love him. Some people hate him. And because of that, you know, I think of a tech company that's also falls into that. Some people love this company. Some people hate this company. 
They have a, an interesting young CEO that lives down in Santa Monica. I'm thinking of Snapchat. Um, it was a company that has had a lot of innovation throughout its life. You know, they were first to make face filters, first with AR, first to create stories before Facebook and Instagram basically stole all their stuff. And so they're still around. They're still like a solid company, but I, I wouldn't put them in that same, you know, bucket as the big, you know, the Facebooks, the Amazon, the Googles. Um, but they're, you know, they're still a solid company with a bit of a polarizing face at the top of it. And so that makes me think of Cobra. Mm, pretty good, pretty good. And the last iron list is Callaway. So for me, uh, or yeah, for me, when I think of Callaway, I think of John Rom, I think of Xander, I think of Kiz, uh, I think of on the women's side, Yuka Sasso, and on the brand ambassador side, they also got Stephen Curry, right? Who is really uh, reaching a different type of audience. Not only that, they have the number one putter on tour, uh, massively underrated. So everyone wants to putt with the Scotty, but the number one putter on tour is actually the Odyssey. And so Callaway, <laughs> Aaron's like, hell yeah. Uh, so Callaway, they're also a company that, uh, compared to TaylorMade and Tylus, they're in more markets uh, and they have a more diversified portfolio. And what I mean by that is they own Top Golf, right? That's definitely something that. The other two don't have they own travis matthew uh and so even though they have their own clothing brand like they'll put their logo on shoes they'll put their logo on their polos or their pants they also have a more i guess uh, like a more uh luxurious brand which is travis matthew um and so when i think of a tech company that mimics callaway i'm thinking of something that is also number one in a respective space, but also has uh, you know their fingers in a lot of other spaces as well. And so for me, that's Amazon because they're definitely the behemoth in uh, online retailing, right? But they're also in cloud computing. They own their delivery service and they're trying to you know go into space. So uh, they bought Whole Foods. So they have a lot of acquisitions as well. Um, I think Amazon is, I was going to say Amazon, uh, they had the richest man on earth, which was Jeff Bezos, but Elon Musk, you know, is now the number one richest person in the world, just like how Callaway has John Rom. But, um, so that's, that's where I'm thinking Callaway fits in. Aaron, what are your thoughts on these brands? Any hot takes, old takes? Wow. Round two, you guys really brought the the deep dives into all these companies. Great work. I'm pretty impressed. I I don't know as much about, uh, you know, I don't have as much experience with Strixon and Cobra. Um, but, I mean, obviously I love the Callaway White Hot Putt, the Odyssey White Hot Putters, and, you know, paying... I, I like their drivers, actually. I've tried their drivers, and they're pretty solid. And, I mean, I always think of Bubba Watson with his pink ping driver. And so I think I think all of these are solid companies, comparing them to solid tech companies. And, you know, you've pretty much convinced me on all of them. Yeah. I, I mean, just to add on to ping, Tony Finau stripes it. Victor Hovland stripes it. Their drivers are so good, too. Um I actually thought about buying pings because, I mean, I think they look really clean as well. 
but the deal on eBay got me on the strict signs. Guys, I mean, are we all a little bit more educated about these companies now? Like, I feel like we definitely all did our due diligence on them. They're all so successful and have such cool products. And it's, you know, it's like you just went out and bought some Cirxon irons. And I feel like if you're just like a brand new consumer in golf, like you probably wouldn't make that choice because you got, you know, you went out, you saw TaylorMade on the wall and you're like, oh yeah, I'm going to buy some, you know, TaylorMade clubs or whatever it might be. And like, I feel like now that we're way more within, you know, the we're paying so much more attention to golf nowadays and very close to all the equipment and, you know, there's all these other cool companies that aren't the big three that are just making really cool balls and clubs and gear and everything. And it's, it's fun to try everything out. Yeah. Great learning about everything. And I mean, obviously we still don't know everything. So if you guys have anything to add, find us on Instagram, find us on TikTok at tossing clubs, send us a message, leave a comment. You know, it's, it's great that this was a segment that we brought back from popular demand based on TikTok feedback. So love the community that's building and let's keep this up. Absolutely, Will. We try to uh, respond to as many comments as we can. Uh, with that, thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next time. Peace.